Shall we begin? Let's begin now. This is Jackie Smith, and welcome to the Keep It Magic podcast with myself and my co-host, Storm Sestivani. Spend the next hour with us as we laugh our way through life and find the many magical ways we can craft a better one. This dynamic duo is ready to challenge the spiritual status quo and bridge the mystical with the practical. Keep It Magic is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, love, money, romance, home, health, maybe even a new car, Coventry has a candle for that. Now put on your seatbelts and get ready to expand your mind with Jackie and Storm. Let's begin now. That's right. Let's begin now. I'm Storm Sestavani, and this is... The 116th episode of Keep It Magic. Um, we are in the middle of season four. Um, it's hard to believe that we are already in the middle of season four. Um, and of course, you have me, Storm Sestavani, and the lovely and gifted Miss Jackie Smith. Cruise on over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com. Again, that's www.keepitmagic.com. If you have a problem or you need to uh, uh, figure out some solutions in regards to your life, you can get a reading from Jackie. You can get a reading from me. Uh, I'm kind of booked up, so I'll get one from Jackie. Um, and uh, But you can still get one from me if you want your astrological chart done or something you know, something quick. Um, I'll try to squeeze you on in, but Jackie is available on Wednesdays, so make sure that you note that when you schedule a reading with Jackie, it will be on a Wednesday. Um, and uh, if you have a problem in your life that needs immediate assistance, uh, for example, you have issues in regards to your love life, uh, issues in regards to you need kind of the gunk kind of cleansed away from you, or you need a new job, or you need to ro- open up some doors in regards to something that feel kind of a little stimmied or fettered. Um, we have a candle for that, so check out um, keepitmagic.com for all of that particular information. To find us on Facebook, of course, you can go to Keeping It Magic. Um, and uh, Jackie has also got the Coventry Creations, um, which is the sponsor of our show, um, uh, page as well. And you can also go to Astro Gossip facebook.com forward slash astro gossip and that is where we talk about the stars and we're talking about the ones in the sky yeah and we're talking about the ones in the sky not kim kardashian even though that there is a reference to her in my year end report Um, (laughs) (laughs) or my year beginning report i should say um uh which jackie and i will be talking about in a couple of weeks uh when we do our um, annual 2015 prediction show. It's the biggest show Jackie and I do of the year, so you're going to want to make sure that you listen to it. It's very, very important. There's a lot of stuff, so I'm just going to kind of tease that now. Be here in two weeks. That's all and that I'm saying. It's not just astrological predictions, is it? It's not just astrological. We're also doing Akashic predictions this time as well. And 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 Jackie and I may argue and duke it out, which you all seem to love. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Next year we will do it in some mud and a little bit of jello, um, uh, uh, and maybe do it in July so it's warmer. <laughs> no, just so you know, that's not how I'll ever duke it out. <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. We'll do it while we get in our hair and nails did. <laughs> right. um. <laughs> we'll just be verbal. So what's going on with you, Jackie? Oh, it's. It's uh, the winding down of the production season for us and the winding up like a fast spinning top of getting ready for um, next year with everything I have going on. It's just, it's crazy, but I love it. I love it. But you know what's what's really exciting is that, I don't know if I told you this, but Patty, um, through our, uh, Patty and I and my husband own a Candlewick shop. Which is a retail store in Ferndale, Michigan, and Patty took our classroom, which we weren't doing a lot of classes in, and turned it into the Reiki Healing Center. Mm-hmm. So we have Reiki practitioners there every day. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yep, yeah, we've got, um, and I, that's why I'm only doing readings on Wednesdays because um, that's my reading space as well. So I have my little corner reading space, and the rest of it is Reiki practitioner space. And so, and my Wednesdays have been booking up. I'll have like one or two spots. Or like one spot, or no spots really, um, for the rest of the year. And um, but we have Reiki practitioners, and and the lovely thing is that um, we actually do long distance Reiki as well. So they'll they'll okay. What is long distance Reiki? Explain it to me. Well, it's kind of like you're doing a reading over the phone. Yeah. So what you're do- there's certain symbols in Reiki that says I'm going to do long distance Reiki and I'm going to connect with this person, and they still do the Reiki session with you. 
Okay. They just don't move their hands over your body, right? Right. Okay. Right. So they're going to be working with you on, it's the same, it's really the same stuff, like when we do a reading over the phone. Okay. And um, powerful stuff. Good, good. Oh, now, good. do they tune in the same way that we do in regards to, because a lot of people ask me this, they'll say, you know, I don't understand how a reading can be done over the phone, and I will tell them, vocal imprints, people may have the same tone, but vocal imprints are um, uh, very, very um, personal and individualistic, mm-hmm. similar to a fingerprint. Well, that's, that's interesting. I've never explained it that way when people say, how can you do a reading over the phone? It's because when we step into the, for for me, when I step into the realm of the psychic realm of doing readings, mm-hmm. time and space are, are are not relative, especially, you know, if you're going to start asking questions about somebody that's not in the room, how can they get a read on them? It's It actually sometimes makes it clearer because it's all energetic. And when you're dealing with the phone line, um, you're dealing with energy. It's yeah, it's but you know, at heart, Jackie, I'm a scientist, so. <laughs> so if you think about the phone line being energy, yes. um, that's how it gets from point A to point B. It's all energy, pure energy. And um, so it actually makes the reading a little bit clearer because it's, it's just a pipeline right to you. Yeah. It, and, and, you know, basically that's similar to what I say. I'd say that it's, you know, kind of like a psychometrist um, is going to hold an item in their hand um, and that the item is going to be the talisman or the conduit through which they get their information from. Um, a phone reading for me is the same way, except what I have to hold on to is their particular voice. Right. Um, and I find, and, and the reason I explain it that way, Jackie, is that I find it very, very difficult to do um, readings with somebody that does not want to talk at all. In other words, they want to sit there on the phone like this. That don't work for me. <laughs> at all. I need them to at least moan or, you know, uh, talk or dribble or, you know, blah, 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 you know, something so that I can tune into that uh, that particular energy pattern. Um, that they have. But, you know, that's interesting. Now, they do that the same way in regards to Reiki as well? I think every practitioner is a little bit different in how they work. Um, that's the thing about Reiki is that it has its its base core, and then, and then as a partic- practitioner you take it from there with your own gifts and specialities. So I, I'm not going to say it works the same way across the board for everybody, but I'm sure it's from the practitioners I've talked to. And actually, I've had Reiki sessions with um, at least two of them over the phone. Yeah. I know. I, let me tell you, when I'm out of town and I'm out of sorts, I call Patty. And I go, Patty, <laughs> help. And, uh, and she's there, and she'll do Reiki over the phone with me. And and some Reiki practitioners are quiet. They don't tell you anything. They just run energy and let, and let the Reiki do what the Reiki does. Yeah. And then some practitioners... Um, do other stuff. They um, they add they add their other gifts to it. Now, what does it mean by running energy? Um, well, I I have two levels of Reiki attunement, so I'm not a Reiki master, and I use all the Reiki attunements I have. I use for myself personally. Um, mm-hmm. So, just setting that out there. But running energy through someone is is really turning the Reiki energy on, letting it come through you, and it comes through your hands, and it goes. Um, through your client. Okay. Okay. I always like the uh, the street terms. Okay. I don't know if that's a technical term, but it sounds like a street term to me. I'm running energy through you. <laughs> sounds like a street term, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be. Um, but yeah, like a little colloquialism just for that that little thing. <laughs> now, actually, the show that we're doing today, Jackie, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned Patty because. Uh, Patty and uh, you know she was responding to one of my, one of my posts on um, uh, Facebook, and uh, she said, uh, you know, that she would like to know more about this, and uh, you know that she was kind of um, you know shocked by how accurate um, uh, planetary aspects were. Uh, yeah. 
and that she wanted to basically know more information about it. So I said, you know what, let me talk to Jackie and uh, find out. And, you know, it, 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 this, and by the way, people, this happened between 6 and 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I shot over a message to Jackie and said, you know, Patty wants to hear about this. She says, cool, let's schedule it for December. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, so um, I am the reluctant astrologer. I don't know astrology, and, and Storm is forcing me to learn it. The, the the reluctant astrology. Not only that, but you don't even know your own astrology chart, which is the most baffling thing to me. Of course, you're still kind of remembering that your old chart is no longer your old chart. Right. I had um, I was ten minutes, twenty minutes off. Yeah. On my birth time, and so it just really messed me up. Yeah, it really messed her up, and it took you know. It, and that's why it, I'm like, I, that's why I'm like astrology, whatever. Well, people people would, you know, um, uh, ask me all the time, you know, oh, I was born around 9 o'clock. That doesn't do that do much for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a large time zone. And Jackie's chart is a perfect example because Jackie thought that she had um, seven planets in her 12th house, and um, she didn't. Um, and seven planets in somebody's 12th house would make somebody very reclusive. Um, they wouldn't be that public. They surely wouldn't be posing for pictures on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, wouldn't be wearing um, the god-awfulest, ugliest blue shoes ever on the planet. Um, that that is ab- your opinion only, sir. <laughs> They're the god-ugliest blue shoes ever created on the planet. That's okay. Um, they drowned in the flood of 2014. <laughs> the great flood of 2014 killed the shoes. It took that much energy. Um, uh, the, uh, and it moved all of that to the 11th house. It moved five planets into her 11th house. Which then makes sense, doesn't it? Which then absolutely makes sense because it made you a social creature. Um, uh, because this, the 11th house has more to do with the public and the public eye and collective consciousness, not unconsciousness, consciousness and um, uh, uh, somebody that needs to express themselves through society in some form of way. Um, that made absolute sense. Um, Because that's me. Yeah, because that's you. And then I would go, oh, this is good. Now, interestingly enough, all of your other planets, well, Mars moves into the 10th house, um, uh, you know, which makes you, uh, you you know, Mars in the 10th makes somebody, you know, a business owner and a go-getter and somebody that has ambition. But the rest of your planets kind of stayed where they were, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh, But, you know, the, uh, you know, Knowing this particular chart, knowing the blueprint of your horoscope, which you can get one for free on my site, stormsestivani.com, I think is as important, Jackie, as having a passport or knowing your birth certificate. Or your credit score. <laughs> yeah, or your credit score, yeah. Um, why? Why? Because I have not known these things for most of my life. Because what I have in front of me is a blueprint of your soul. Um, well, I, I have. If you're going to put it like that, I have in front of me all of the archetypal influences that influence the creature known as Jackie Smith. Um, I can look at when you're going to go through beneficial times, when you're going to go through not so beneficial times, um, when eclipses are going to affect your chart, when eclipses are not going to affect your chart. When you when are times in which um, uh, you uh, could start a new business? When are times when you should not start a new business? Um, uh, when are times in which your relationship may be in trouble? When are times when relationships are easy? Um, when do relationships need more um, uh, attention? Um, you know, I can look at your interaction in regards to your child and how you're going to relate to her. Um, uh, you know, so, I can, so basically. This is a guidebook on one sheet of paper of Jackie Smith. So this is a cheat sheet. I wouldn't call it a cheat sheet because a cheat sheet, well, it could be. I mean, if you had an astrologer, you know, write it all out for you. Um, uh, but, you know, you're looking at it, Jackie. Hold up your chart. Is that really telling you anything? <laughs> right. If you, yeah, if you, if you have the interpretation. I, I guess the thing is, is that um, uh, you're not going to die without knowing this. So... <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to die. If if you have no absolute interest in astrology, you know, nothing's going to happen to you. You may live your life a little bit more chaotically. You may not have as much control over circumstances and situations. You get surprised and not in a good way. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, uh, if you don't know how to work with something, especially, Jackie, if something is extremely unconscious in the chart, 
I think if you don't know how to work with it, the nastier aspects of the planetary combinations can sometimes come up. Um, and uh, what this does, I think, if people know at least a bit about their horoscope, um, is it gives them more of an ability to work with the energy in a productive way, which helps to bring the energy very, very conscious. Um, uh, and helps you to work with it rather than be the victim of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can I can get that because there's um, uh, times when I know that Mercury, let's say Mercury retrograde is coming up. Yeah. And just reschedule some things. Yeah. Some things you can't. I mean, there's, there, okay, so the way I use Mercury retrograde, for instance, is not to rearrange my life and stay under my covers for two weeks or four weeks or however long it is that time. Um, and it's about saying, oh, I know that Mercury's retrograde, so I'm going to have to say things four or five times. And if I start anything new during this time, um, I'm going to have to almost restart it or clear up some messes because sometimes you can't afford. Uh, you can't afford. You can't avoid. Start- hey, sometimes you can't afford. <laughs> sometimes you can't afford. But like, like you get offered a new job during Mercury retrograde. Well, mm-hmm. just go in there knowing that you're going to have to work ten times as hard to make a good impression because. And and pull your, all of your magic out. And that this job may only be a stepping stone. Right. You know, it is um, uh, the two key words that I think that are the most significant in regards to Mercury retrograde are recheck and reflect. Um, if you are making travel plans during Mercury retrograde, recheck it. I would recheck. You know, recheck it once you make the plans. Recheck it. After you get the little printout from wherever you're using it, recheck it a week later, recheck it the day of your trip. Uh, you know, make sure that all of the particular details or um, don't think you've memorized it. Yeah, don't think that you've memorized it. Um there are a couple of things that I would absolutely avoid, Jackie. I would never ever uh it's the only day that you can close on a house. And I don't care if this is the house that you want to be for, you know, to be your forever home. Um, it's during a Mercury retrograde. Don't buy the house. And I will tell you why, Jackie. In 1994, um, there was this woman that came to me for a charge. And she, uh, I did a horary on it. And she said, you know, it was, should I buy this home? And I looked at the horary chart, and I said, there's something severely wrong with this house. And she, I said, this is what I want you to do. I really want you to have this inspected. I want you to make sure that everything, you know, I want you to look at the roof, look at the plumbing. Everything needs to be looked at in detail. You know, in other words, Mercury is retrograde, so really do your due diligence before mm-hmm. you buy this house. She did. Everything was fine with the house, Jackie. There was nothing with it. So I just told her, I said, you know, really, this is your life and it's up to you. I said, I doubt that I would let Mercury Retrograde stop me um, if I really, really wanted to do something. Um, I said, but just be careful. Here's the interesting thing, Jackie. On January the 20th, I think, of uh, that year, there was a massive earthquake in Northridge and the house fell to the ground. And since then, Jackie, I have now, as a rule, real estate, no. Interesting. Um, And the reason, and I would even, anything that could be affected by a natural disaster, no. Anything. Now, of course, traveling and stuff like that, taking a plane, of course that can be affected by a natural disaster, but it's not something you're sinking $250,000 into. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, you're, you're sinking three or 400 into the flight. That's not as big of a deal. It's something where you can weigh yourself and say, you know what, take a risk. I may have to stay at the airport for four or five hours. Um, that's not that big of a deal. You know, having to lay in a FEMA tent, Jackie, for two weeks, um, and tent fever running around and uh, right. houses, you know, not knowing when you're going to get a check or when you're going to have a place to live, that to me is a big deal. So I don't, I don't recommend real estate, but that's pretty much about it. Um, so one of the challenges that I have with um, using astrology, and uh, I don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about it to make this um, something that I use daily. Without having to, thank God I have you, but not everybody has you, and I don't share. So, um, it, how, how does somebody do this unless they just have to start digging into this and, and learning about it? Um, 
I don't think that you really have to learn that much. Um, you can go to my site. You can get a copy of your chart. I have a tutorial on that. And make sure you have the right it. birth time and place. Yeah, and make sure you have the right birth time and place. If you don't know it at all or nobody knows the time, you can set a chart for 12 noon. It's called a, a, a noon chart, but don't pay that much attention to the moon in the chart. Um, uh, and you would have no houses, basically, but you can still gleam uh, a lot of information um, without that. Um, really what you need to pay attention to, Jackie, is where um, uh, you, you know, the number degrees. For example, your son is at zero three Virgo, okay? Um, right now Neptune is in opposition to it. Um, and any time that a planet or a transit, Jackie, goes into zero three degrees, and, you know, you happen to read my daily thing and I say, okay, you know, um, what not is at zero three degrees of Sagittarius, okay? Um, uh, you know, you would then know that your son in some way is being activated, okay? And oh. there are cheat sheets on my chart. Uh, and I even put in there, Jackie, anything from one, zero to, like, for the sun or, you know, a square aspect, which would be a 90-degree angle or three suns away. Um, all of this is laid out on my site, so it's easy. Um, anything from zero to, like, five degrees, Jackie, I would be concerned, okay? Um, it would be something that that would be a particular day that you would want to pay attention to it. Um, and, you know, it's going, because it's the sun, and there's also planetary cheat sheets on my site as well, because it's the sun, it has to do with your destiny, your vitality, um, how much energy that you have. And if you have something that is in early Sagittarius, which we do at the, the moment, um, uh, this is not going to be a big energy period for you. It's not going to be, you know... It's not going to be a horrible energy period, but it's going to be a period in which I wouldn't recommend you run the Boston Marathon, or I wouldn't recommend you know you do something that is going to mean that you're going to have to work you know 20 hours a day, or um, that you're going to have to put a lot of effort into it. It's just you know the energy is not favorable for you at this point. Will it be next month? Yes. Oh, that's funny because my to-do list is very big this month. <laughs> it's very. Very, very big. Well, also remember that that those the tr transits, especially of the inner planets, which would be moon, sun. The moon will go by in a few hours. Okay, um, the sun, uh, Mercury, Venus, all of those go by within two or three days. Okay, so right, if you have something that's aspecting that sun, it's only going to last for two or three days. Have you ever noticed, Jackie, that there are sometimes when you from outer space, it seems like, that you just get the blahs. Oh, yeah. Well, that was yesterday. Okay. That's because of the fact that you have this particular low energy movement that's going on with you right now. So you're going to be more susceptible to, like, the blahs. Um, I, you're going to be more susceptible to, you know, wanting to go to bed at 9.30 rather than 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, You know, you're going to need more rest. And, you see, knowing that, Jackie, it's also telling you what you need at this particular time as well. It is telling you right now you need more rest. Right now you need to take care of yourself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, right now you may be a little bit more agitated by people. Um, uh, right now, you may have more work on your desk than you need to do, and you may need to sit down and prioritize what absolutely has to be done today. Okay. Well, that's because maybe it's because my um, energy was so low. What I did is I this huge list of things that I did, which are based on big projects. I started plotting out how long these different things would take. Yeah. And then. Um, and then start looking at well, when can I start this? When can I do that? And um, it, just doing that helped me understand that okay, I can do this if I, with time to spare, with playtime, mm -hmm. if I do it like this. Now you see, the interesting thing is that as we get close to New Year's, um, all of the stuff that is currently in Sagittarius, okay, will have shifted into Capricorn at that particular point. That is in a trine aspect to your sun, which means things are going to be a lot more harmonious for you to do a lot of work and get a lot of things done and plan and uh, uh, have a little bit more energy. And you may be able to go to bed at 1030. 
Okay, so how do I find how do I find this that that um, what's squaring me or opposing me or training me or sextiling me or whatever? Okay, there's a couple of different ways. If you know your chart, okay, and you will know um, uh, on my site, it gives all of the information. In the, I have a course called Astro 101, which is free. Um, the beginning initial articles of Astro 101 tell a lot of this particular information. I write these articles so that you can read through them in five to ten minutes um, and take notes and uh, know that stuff. Now, if you happen to have your BFF that's an astrologer, <laughs> um, you can get and, and that has astrological software. <laughs> you can get in front of you a um, uh, a day planner for the month of December. Now, which you sent me, which I sent you, which, okay, which just has pretty pictures on it, um, pretty symbols on it to me. Well, here is the thing: what this does, okay, which is pretty interesting, Jackie, is. That's mine. Let me look at yours. Okay. What this does immediately when you're looking at it, Jackie, there's a list of green days, okay? Okay. Green days are great energetic days, okay? Red days, not so much. Oh. Okay. That means that the planetary energy in regards to the sky at the moment, Jackie, is going through a little bit of an issue and a little bit of a difficulty. Now, here is the thing. In the sky... You can have, say, for example, um, let me think of a really difficult. Sun isn't square to Pluto in the sky today. It's not, but say, for example, Sun isn't square to the in square to Pluto. It is a particular period in which issues in regards to power, and issues in regards to powerlessness, issues in regards to feeling that people are getting to you. It can be a little bit paranoid. Um, it can have that um, uh, I'm in this all by myself type of feeling. A Pluto has to do with survival. Um, uh, and when Pluto becomes activated in the heavens, we all revert back to that instinctual mammalian form that really doesn't have a lot of consciousness, and it can be fight or flight in regards to the way that the energy is that day. Now, it may not be directly affecting your chart, okay? Um, right now, Pluto is at, um, uh, at 12 degrees of Capricorn, okay? If you don't have anything around 12 degrees, okay, um, which you do, you have your Jupiter, which is at 13 degrees uh, of Virgo, and you have um, your nodes, which are at 11 degrees of uh, of Aries, okay? So you already know that there's two things here that are kind of highlighted, okay? So if you have that, just knowing that those degrees there are Jackie, you can just look at my daily thing and just know you don't even have to interpret much more. Okay, this is probably going to affect me a little bit more than it would somebody else. I may need to stay a little bit more vigilant. Gotcha. So you don't have to become an astrologer, okay? You may need to know just the basics, and you may need to look at your chart and say, oh, there's a little uh, there's a little 12 number there. Maybe I need to pay attention to the energy today. Um, and i got to tell you, it probably, I would probably look when my day started turning really um, going haywire. That's and what you see, I would that's probably what I want look. to prevent. That's okay. what I want people to prevent. Okay. Because I probably wouldn't look right away. Because, you know, the uh, this day-to-day energy stuff, and I think that astrologers don't pay enough of, of uh, importance to it, Jackie. They tend to focus on um, Mars on out because Mars moves a little bit slower. It, rather than it going through a chart in a year, it goes through in two years. So, uh, you know, um, it can stay in one sign for six to seven months. So... Um, you know, astrologers use it in transit work and in predictive work. And they use Jupiter, Saturn, you know, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, because they represent big, huge, gigantic, arching trends. I think that they're important. I think that, it, for example, I think that it is important for you to know that Neptune is in opposition to your sun, okay? Because Neptune in opposition to the sun says make sure that you be very, very clear about things before you make any form of forward movement because delusion is definitely on the table for you. Hmm. Um, you can see things in a very rosy way with Neptune in opposition to the sun that um, uh, could lead you to disaster down the road. 
Well, um, one of the things you keep saying is that um, you um, you teach this, and you can get a lot of this information on on your site, and yeah. you're really about empowering people with it. Yeah. Um, is there a shortcut, or is no. it something that that's kind of like meditation or having a spiritual practice? It's something that will just enhance your life. Um, it, it, I've thought about it. Continue to listen to Keep It Magic. All, all of the above, probably. The thing here is, is that I've thought about it, Jackie. Is astrology really a tool? Is it something like you know? Because I think that this is probably the most significant magical tool that you have in your entire magic repertoire. Astrology is probably the most significant, and I am amazed at how many people that practice um, uh, paganism or Wicca or um, uh, uh, the arcane sciences know little about it. I think that a lot of them are afraid of the math. Well, there's not much math to it anymore. We click buttons into a computer. Um, uh, so I you think don't it's have the to memorization. I mean, even in tarot, you can start cheating by just looking at the pretty pictures. Mm, and, and and that's what separates the professionals from the, the wannabes. Um, uh, I think that, you know, if you really want to be a tarot practitioner, you need to know um, what certain things, you, you know, not only culturally mean or uh, uh, what they are. I mean, in essence, you can start looking at the particular pictures, but, you know, and a lot of people go to tarot because it's a little bit easier. Um, but at the same time, Jackie, um, it is amazing to me that people, won't look at a chart that tells them every single little bitty tiny component about their life, period, okay? But they know every single freaking herb that's been grown out of the ground and its medicinal purposes, its magical purposes, and how many times Monsanto has used it. So really going to talk about me like that? <laughs> it's, it, it's just fascinating. Um, uh, you know, so, uh, well, I think that everybody's going to have their specialty. Yeah. Well, the thing that's going to get them up in the morning, that thing that's going to say, I'm going to read this god-awful boring book because there's some information in here yeah. for me. Because, because let's face it, this information is, unless it is singing to your soul, can be pretty dry. Uh, it, it can be pretty dry at times. I try to make it not dry. Oh, I, I, well, your stuff is not dry. Your stuff is, is more fun. Well, technical, you know, really technical, astrological. And if people think that the new ones are dry, girl, the old ones were bad. They, Margaret Hone's textbook, the way that it described Venus in square to Saturn, was pretty much this. You have body odor, hairy legs. In men, because most of the people that at that time that studied astrology were women, women will find your vaginal discharge to be discomfortable discomfortingly unpleasant. <laughs> In other words, things may be stinking. Um, uh, I'm sorry, they, I wouldn't have found that dry. I would have laughed my ever-loving fanny off. But, you know, it, it, but it's very technical. Um, uh, and, you know, we don't read uh, uh, astrology in that particular way anymore. Um, uh, you know, there was a, a friend of mine um, who got an astrology report done in the 90s, Jackie, mm-hmm. and it was sent to her. And um, she has Mars conjunct Pluto in the 12th house, and it told her, you know, that uh, she leans towards interest in perversions, bestiality, and violence. <laughs> That's when you put down that astrology report and go, this is not for me. You know, the, uh, but, you know, it was the, the thing with Mars and Pluto in the 12th house is that it does, it doesn't bring the farm out in you. But, you know, it, it, it can, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to find a way to make this sweeter, okay. Um, you know, it, it can definitely bring out an unconscious urge that may lean towards, um, something that is not accepted within society. Um, and there's uh, many ways that that can come Exactly. Out. And it, that doesn't mean that you're going to have sex with a dog. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a latent serial killer. Um, uh, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, there was, uh, for example, there was something that was on Facebook the other day that Christopher Penzak put up where he was talking about the 11th house and how it promotes activism. And he was wanting people to write things on there. You have a packed 11th house. I have a packed 11th house. And that's fine and Good. We can stand up for what we fight for, but also a lot of serial killers have the sun in the eleventh house. <laughs> so you know, I think that people need to be careful. <laughs> now, 
one of the things that I have a challenge with in um, astrology is remembering what the different houses are. Because I always go, remind me, what's the 11th house again? It is a more refined. I think that if people want the the simplistic um, uh, way of doing it, know your planets, write them down on a piece of paper, Jackie. There's only ten of them. If you can't remember ten things over time, six months of looking at it every day, um, uh, then you may have some issues. Um, uh, but you know, just write down your planets. You know, look at it when you get up in the morning. You really don't even have to memorize it as long as you're kind of diligent of looking when you get up in the morning. And you know, looking at the degrees are, and then looking to see, um, you know, if you're looking at my website or you're looking at another astrologer's website, if you notice that we're all kind of really dutiful about putting degrees down. So, um, you know, that this is happening at five degrees of whatnot. Or, for example, the the new moon this month is happening at fourteen degrees of Gemini. Okay, insulin. So there's fourteen degrees of Gemini. Okay, now, it is your Mars is at 13 degrees of Leo. Your Jupiter is at 13 degrees of Virgo, okay? you uh, Your nodes, again, are at 11 degrees of Aries, okay? So the one I would be more concerned about is Jupiter, okay? Um, and you know, then you can look at what it is that I'm writing about with the particular aspect, Jackie, and then you can take that and you can, or any other astrologer, you can take that and you can meditate on that in regards to knowing that this is going to influence your life. Jupiter is going to tend to expand, okay? So the day of the new moon, Jackie, you need to stay vigilant about eating salads, okay? I mean, really vigilant, because the Twinkies will make their way down the street and into your car. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because Jupiter expands. Okay, Um, uh, Jupiter, and that would be for anybody. It would not be, you know, if you're on a diet or you're trying to watch your weight or you're just trying to be generally healthy and just, you know, not eating toxic foods, that would be a day that the toxic foods will start talking to you. So (laughs) is it because what sign the new moon is in or is it the degree that the new moon is in or is it the fact that it's a new moon? No, it's the fact that that it's aspecting a planet. The new moon in itself really doesn't mean anything. Of course, it's going to affect certain things um, on on the planet, okay, and it is probably the time in which um, you could start something new, okay, um, you know, all of those rules still apply. What is more significant is which planet in your personal chart, Jackie, your chart, is being aspected. So, so let's take the 21st, you're talking about like the 21st of December, or just a ge- general aspect. Okay. On the 21st of December... Um, we have let winter me. Winter solstice. Well, that's winter solstice. Yes. Um, I'm just looking. It's in. a big day. You got this. Um, the sun moving into Capricorn that day. Of yes. Course. You've got a new moon. Winter solstice. Um, it's a green day for me. Yeah, it's a green day for you. Okay, so this is a great day of, uh, you know, great energy that's basically going on there. Okay, so here, here is the thing. Okay. Um, new moon, zero degrees of Capricorn, okay? Now, this is an actual one, not one that I was talking about earlier that is not an actual one, okay? Um, new moon, zero degrees of Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, winter solstice, I think, is a much more auspicious day if you're going to do anything in regards to goal setting, or in regards to um, figuring out um, what it is that you want to do over the period of the next year. Um, It's kind of the last day, I think, that gives you the opportunity, okay? Um, uh, I I think that with many people, Jackie, when you get to January 1st and, you know, you're sitting at home and you're eating whatever it is that you eat on New Year's, okay, and you're, you know, making your list as you're, you know, drinking champagne and watching football games, it's probably not the best time for you to be doing this. Um, So basically that there's a few things that are going on on that day. Okay, number one, sun is moving into Capricorn. There is a new moon into Capricorn. This is all earthy-based energy. Now, for you, okay, and anybody else, if you have planets in zero to five degrees of Taurus or Virgo, or you have the same thing in Scorpio or Pisces, okay, those are very positive aspects. That's going to be a great day for you. 
it's a great day for a lot of opportunities for you to get things done, for you to really, um, uh, because the sun is going to activate po- the positive aspects of the planets in your chart, okay? So with you, Jackie, what it is going to aspect is your own sun. So you're going to be filled with life and energy and you know, effervescent, and, you know, your hair will probably be done well that day, and um, uh, you'll be wearing something probably freaky-deaky, but it's you. Um, uh, And, you know, you'll be um, the the life of the party and, you know, uh, have a lot of, you know, stored energy at that particular point. Because my son is in uh, 0.3 degrees in Virgo. Yeah. And and this is 0 degrees Capricorn, so it's in an Earth sign. They're both Earth, yes. Um, So it's very good. The the elementals all trine each other, correct? Yes, the elementals all trine. Okay, so, so it's positive. Okay. And then with with Scorpio and Pisces, okay, it's in sextile to those, which is kind of like a softer trine. Okay, so it's still a good day for them. A lot of opportunities. They can really get things done. Okay, now, if you are a Libra or you are an Aries or you're a Cancer, it may not be the best day for you. You may feel a little bit frazzled. Especially if you were born during the early degrees of that time, okay, you may feel a little bit more frazzled than uh, than ordinarily. Um, if you are a Leo um, uh, during the first few, you know, the first few days of Leo, so you know, like July the twenty third through like the twenty sixth, or a Gemini May the twentieth through like the twenty third or the twenty fourth, um, uh, what? You may need to make a lot of adjustments on that particular day, okay? Um, So, you know, basically the main thing to know is that your chart is being activated. And if it is going to be activated, the energy of that particular sun in Capricorn, which is very earthy and very dense, and it is usually right around that particular day, and this is where you're going to think you're just going to laugh, Jackie. Right around the 21st is where people start to think, you know, I haven't got my Christmas shopping done yet. It's no longer deck the halls. Okay, it's now frantic. I have to get all my responsibilities done. Do I have the boxed wine? Do I have the dinner stuff? Do I have this? Do I have that? You know, all of this other. Oh, I have to be at Grandma's house on um, uh, on Wednesday night. Oh my God! You know, uh, where where did all this time go? Uh, you know, it's going to be a very very earthy period of responsibility, um, taking care of things um, uh, type of period. Some people, i.e. Jackie, can handle that well, will be able to handle that well. Right. Other people may not. So I'm looking at this, this, um, all the different aspects going on um, with the um, astrological things for December in this chart that you gave me. Yeah. And I'm looking at, and I'm starting to understand, looking at my um, natal chart. Yeah. With these different degrees, and I'm, I'm starting to go... I get it. I, I, I'm understanding a little bit just because you, what you can do is like, as I'm looking at this and you're talking, I, I, a pop, thought popped into my head, like the 21st would be a great day for my family to have their gathering, my, my small family, my husband, my daughter, and I. Yeah. Plan a nice dinner because on the 25th, um, looking at how these are aspecting, that's going to be kind of a crappy day. Yeah, the moon is not – the moon on its own on uh, – uh, Christmas Day um, is not really in a pretty, you, you know, it's not going to be doing us any wonders. Um, uh, so, I mean, people are going to be very, very frustrated on that particular day. There's a lot of, on Christmas Day itself, you have um, Mercury on its own is conjoined with Pluto. People are going to be a little paranoid and freaked out. Um, uh, you know, and people that are expecting, you know, uh, the kiss begins with K uh-huh. may be a little bit disappointed based on whatever it is that they get for Christmas. And I will tell you, Jackie, the biggest question that I get as an intuitive each year at this time, am I getting a ring for Christmas? Like, you know, am I getting any jewelry for my boyfriend for Christmas? With these particular aspects, and especially the at last aspect on that day, Jackie, being uh-huh. moon in square to Saturn, people may be a little bit disappointed throughout this particular day, okay? Moon is also going to move into emotional Pisces, okay? So here is the thing that I would be doing automatically. I would be, if I, say for example, I was doing a big Christmas gig at my house, which is not going to happen, by the way. <laughs> um, I would get me a happy home candle, first of all, from Coventry. Um, and an emotional uh, balance candle, an, an emotional balance candle, um, and uh, you know maybe even a, a, a stability candle 
the reason being is is that so my expectations are more realistic and I'm not just running around, you know, visualizing and dreaming and, you know, hoping that, you know, old Saint Nick who visited the K jewelry store is gonna bring me my engagement ring. I wonder you know, now that you say this, I wonder if um the lower Black Friday and early holiday shopping numbers are due to the astrological influences that are going to be happening on the 25th. No. Okay. So they we don't... have been more the astrological aspects that were happening around Thanksgiving, okay, um, which um, uh, Black Friday, there were a lot of squares that were going on with the moon. It was a lunar day, meaning that the only aspects that were being made were the moon, okay? Um, and there was a square to Saturn, okay? Early in, by noon, there was a square to Saturn, which means frustrations. A lot of people probably went places, Jackie, and they didn't have what they wanted. Um, or, um, you know, it wasn't that attractive to them. Um, moon is also in square to Mercury um, during the evening hours that, that night. Communication problems, you know. Um, Aunt Jezebel may have called over and said, "Oh, you want to go to uh, to Black Friday shopping with me?" And then she called at four o'clock in the afternoon and says, "Oh, I'm so busy, and you know it's cold out, and you know I really don't feel like getting dressed, and uh-huh. all of these, you know." So it can be a variety of things. Where I think that this is the most important stuff, okay? Um, uh, where I think that this is the most important is that if you have a general knowledge of basically what's going on, okay? So, for example, Jackie, next Tuesday, um, no, excuse me, yeah, no, 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 next two, two, next Monday, let's go with next Monday, okay? Um, you're a red day, mm-hmm. okay? Um, there's a lot of disruptive energy that's involved there, okay? What you can do right now, okay, um, is maybe begin to light you, uh, you know, and by the way, the particular elements of this of this energy is kind of disruptive. You know, things may not happen as planned. Um, you know, anything that you have scheduled for Monday may either um, may have to be changed or something of that nature. So you know that that's coming up, okay? There, there's the potential for frustration at that time. You're a candle magic wizard and a witch. What would you do? <laughs> what would I do? Yeah. Oh, I would, um, excuse me, I would, um, you know, the way I think is rather than forcing a situation, I want to loosen up my expectations. Yeah. So what I would do is is literally light a heart candle to help help myself flow better or the a heart emotional balance and an uncrossing so I don't get stuck in um what those exact plans would be. So you see, one of the things that you have by paying attention now, here's the thing. There are a million very, very gifted and very, very talented astrologers that I know, okay? All of us have websites and all of us have blogs. Um, and you can go and you can look at, I would prefer that you read mine, but um, you can go and, uh, you know, look at astrologers. And, you know, for example, um, we have Saturn that is moving into Sagittarius, which um, happens on the 24th of December, okay? Now, I'm going to release that blog probably the end of next week, early part of the week following, okay, at some point during that time period, which will list Saturn and how it affects and influences us and, you know, the signs that are going to have troubles and the ones that are not. And basically, by knowing that particular knowledge in advance, okay, and knowing that Saturn is going to be a a two-and-a-half-year period, okay, and yes, Jackie, it's in Sagittarius. It's not going to be the greatest for you. It's going to be frustrating, okay, because Saturn means getting down to the hard-ass work, Pregnant pause. Um, <laughs> get work, down. work, 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 work. Oh yeah, I I hear you on that one. So, but isn't but isn't Sag a little more dreamy? No, I, I you you have to remember the nature. Yeah, the planet is going to look at things in um uh, through the. It's going to wear Sagittarian clothes. Okay. Um, uh, so it's going to be really working on your ideals. It's going to be working on your ideals, but also people are going to have low self-esteem at that particular point. They're going to feel disillusioned. Um, they're going to say you know, it's a very bah humbug type of feeling to it. Uh, you know, all of the stuff that you've learned so far. Remember that Sagittarius also has to do with all this higher education. It's connected to God. It's connection to the higher vision. 
Saturn is the restrictor, okay? So that type of information is going to be restricted for two and a half years, okay? There's not going to be, you know, it's not the time for the, the weekend workshop and then we all feel good about our life. It's now time for actually doing things to change your life. Um, actually doing practical, dutiful, not going to a seminar on the weekend and then instantaneously you feel better for three minutes, okay? Like you had a trip from Santa Claus. It's what do I need to actually literally do to improve my career, my checkbook, my relationships, all of this stuff. It, 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 Saturn forces you to look at reality, okay? And when it is in a dreamy sign like, um, like Sagittarius, um, uh, it, it can be a little bit difficult because the energies don't get along. Um, um, and, you know, so what you can do with that um, magically, now we already know it's going to affect your chart difficult because of all of your stuff in Virgo. So I'm um, calling, crying, you'll answer the phone. Okay. Yeah, so calling. for two and a half years, uh, you know, you put me on speed dial um, because you have a lot of Virgo woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, so it is more of really what I would do candle magic wise, Jackie, is begin to start crafting, a, first of all, a large space spell, okay, which would have to do with you being able to get things done, you being able to see things in a clear sort of way, okay, you being able to work in this very, very physical, dense world that most of us don't like working in, okay? Um, uh, and, you know, having to woman up and, and get things done, get her done. You know, that's what it's going to be for two and a half years. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can and see that. for you specifically, okay, 2015, it is all going to be about that. There's the whole year of 2015 is going to be about that. So you can begin that, that far-reaching spell now, okay? Then what you can do is create, create you some little magic kits, Jackie, um, uh, or little tiny little spells that may help you um, at certain times when that is being aspected. So whenever I write that the moon is in Virgo, Pisces, Sagittarius, or Gemini, that aspect is going to be sprung for you, okay? Anytime planets move through that particular area, it's going to agitate that particular aspect already. So it's a period where you may feel more frustration, and as a result of that, you know, you may need a little bit of help, and you may need to be a little bit more gentle with yourself. And like I said, those may be the days that you sit down and stay. Okay, what do I absolutely need to get done today? The planets, you know, people think that the planets don't impel, they compel, or whatever their little thing is. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that the planets are going to do what it is that they're going to do. And if it is a natural time in your particular chart for you to focus on these earthy things, you have a choice. You can either do it and it go off very, very easy for you, okay, or not be as frustrating because you're working with the energy. Or you can rebel against it and, you know, spend thousands of dollars with your psychics and astrologers. Um, so I have a question for you. On um, You said Saturn is a slower-moving planet. Yes. Mars and Mars and beyond are all slower moving planets. Is that what you said? Yes. So they'll spend that two years in the one sign, or yes. um, or longer, because isn't Uranus? No, Neptune. Yes. Neptune is generational. Yes. Okay. Um, so when those slower moving planets move into a new sign, that's a big change, isn't it? Correct. Now it's not going to happen for any time soon. They're kind of in the signs they're going to be in for a while. Well, Saturn moving into Sag. Yes. Hopefully that means good things for my husband. No. Oh. Your husband is going to be affected in the same way that you are. Um, where the good news for you is going to be is that during the summer in August, Jupiter is going to move into Virgo, and that begins a year of luck for you. Hmm. Okay. I'm for it. Okay. It won't be a year of luck for your husband because he's a Sagittarius. It'll be a year of him needing to make sure that he is not going to the realm of excess at that particular point. And you know, I'm I'm thinking about our listeners. Yes. And and I'm because you know I'm actually a very greedy person and I'm loving this because it's all about me. Um, but I'm thinking about our listeners, and and they might be absolutely bored. They don't really want to hear about Jackie's chart. Um, so. How can they take this information? Give give us some more pointers on taking this information for themselves. 
the main thing to do, like I said, is, number one, be cognizant of where the planets are in your chart. Be cognizant of what are known as angles. And that is even a little bit less of an um, importance. Knowing where things are in your chart is a little bit more important, okay? It's probably the most important. So when Saturn, like, for example, with Saturn, when Saturn moves into Sagittarius, if you're a Virgo, a Pisces, a Sagittarius, or there's one, Gemini, um, if you're one of those four signs, okay, this transit is really going to impact you. Um, if you're a fire sign, that's not a Sagittarius, so Aries and Leo, the next two and a half years are really going to be about building a lot of solid foundation. It's going to be about really pulling things together. The, 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 the worst is over for you. When Saturn was in Scorpio, you went through hell. Um, you know, now the energy is a little bit easier and a little bit easier for you for you to work with. Um, uh, the, the the sextile signs, okay, which would be Libra and um, uh, Aquarius, are going to have a little bit of an easier time. They're still going to deal with Saturn. Um, uh, and when Saturn touches their planets, regardless, it means a period of restriction. It's just easier for them to deal with it. Um, you know, they're not going to be as agitated by it. They're not going to experience as many difficulties. Um, and Saturn is, is the great teacher. You know, a lot of people, you know, it rules karma. He's the lord of karma. So usually in a hard aspect, that's where you get your karmic slap down. Um, but it's also, he's the great teacher. Sometimes we need a karmic slap down. What, so my takeaway from all this is, A, get my chart and look yeah. at the degrees. Yes. B, um, look at what's going on with the planets and how they're aligning, et cetera. Yes. And then look and see those degrees, how they affect any of the, the degrees in the planets in my chart. Yes. For example, and even just taken simplistically, okay, um, if you know um, that something is, at, is transiting at three degrees, okay, you know immediately it's going to affect your sun. That means vitality, vitality energy, one's sense of destiny, um, one's ability to get things going. Um, and it, it also rules the heart, okay? Um, so uh, uh, there's just a lot of different factors that are kind of going on there. And I do have cheat sheets on my site, so it's not, it's not difficult. You can print them out. Oh, good, um, good. Okay, so um, I wish I had done that before the, uh, before the show um, so then I could reference them a little bit more. But... The, and and this is on the Storm Sestivani site or the StormSestivani.com, yeah. Storm the, on the on the top bar where the menus are, it'll say Astro 101. Just click on that, and you have a whole list of resources in regards to that are ongoing because I'm still teaching Astro 101. So, so this um, is this is actually exciting because going ahead and digging into this and saying, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn the basics. I'm gonna learn the 101. Yeah puts you in control of your day. And everybody, you know, here is the thing about astrology. Everybody, they may not like it, Jackie, and they may not they may be confused by it. And yeah, when it's laying at on the table on you as a chart, the way that yours is, Jackie, mm-hmm. it can be, oh good lord, what the hell is this? You know, because it looks like a bunch of squiggly lines and hieroglyphics. Um, uh, uh, but you can get a free report on my site that costs nothing that tells you about your chart. Plus, I go through different ways that you can um, analyze certain components of your charts um, in which you can get more of a clearer grip of who you are as an individual. I think that that is significantly important. You know you know what this reminds me of? What? The weather report. Yeah, which is why I used to call it the cosmic weather forecast. Yes, and so that's that makes a lot of sense now. So before there was the weather report, I just saw something at the first weather report actually was in the 1950s in in Britain. That was the first time there was somebody, uh, I shouldn't say a first weather report, first guy on TV giving you the weather. Yeah. If you didn't know, if you, you woke up and it's a bright, beautiful, sunny day and you got big plans and you didn't know in the next 20 minutes the storm's rolling in, because if you're in Michigan or New York, that's how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Your day turns on a dime. And um, your your plans are ruined. So it's like having a weather report. It's like saying, oh, I understand what, what the, that means when the storm's rolling in. Yes. I know how to change my process. 
and knowing the emotional storms that may roll in or the frustrating storms that may roll in um, allow you to be able to uh, to prepare for it a lot a lot easier. And you know what also reminds me of is is sometimes I get if I'm doing akashic record work or I'm I'm doing my my daily practice in the morning and I get some insights and I know that this day is this is happening or or this is the energy. And it might be astrologically influenced. I'm tapping it on a different way. I don't know. I don't necessarily tell everybody. Yeah. What I do is I'm just prepared for it. Yeah. I don't have to be the town crier of astrology or Akashic or psychic stuff. Exactly. I can say, you know, it feels like there's something going on today, so maybe we should take care of ourselves a little bit better. Or maybe we could, you know, I'm going to um, push through a little bit more, and, and I'm going to work at two extra hours today because I have the energy, and I'm going to get a lot done. The, the, exactly. The other thing that I think that it does, and I get this a lot when I post a, a forecast or something of that nature or talk about the energy of the day, um, people will say, oh, that's why I'm feeling this particular way. Okay, I think that validation in regards to people's feelings um, uh, and the way that they're experiencing things, um, because if you know you know, that when I post that it's going to be a bad day, that you usually have a bad day, or that it is frustrating or that it's influencing you in some way, what happens sooner or later is that you say, hmm, if this is happening every time, if I knew about it two weeks in advance, I would change my schedule. I would change things a little bit. Yep. Welcome to the wonderful world of astrology, and we're done. Hi. We are. I know. We've even gone like a minute over. We're done. Um, uh, Jackie and I, of course, will be back in two weeks. Um, we will be doing our predictions um, for 2015, um, which is always an exciting show, and everybody and their mother seems to listen to it. So um, we, So you'll be able to get that in two weeks. Um, I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you did and you want to know more about astrology, um, you can, of course, go to um, stormsestivani.com or keepitmagic.com. My daily stuff is done on Keep It Magic. Um, I'm not doing as much of it in December because I'm doing a lot of preparational work for 2015. Um, uh, and I have a lot, there's a lot of stuff astrologically coming up that I have to write about. Um, uh, so I'm only doing the significant stuff, uh, daily stuff for the month of December. But in January, things will be rolling back to normal. Um, and uh, on my website, if you go to Astro 101, okay, you can find out all of the basic energy. And there's four new Astro 101 lessons that will be going up in the month of December. So, um, You're busy, too. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm insanely busy. But, um, uh, but uh, in, in the meantime, you know, if you want to find out more about astrology or all of the stuff that Jackie and I do, make sure that you go over to www.keepitmagic.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we have a candle for it. So check out the candle store at keepitmagic.com. That will help you out as well. And um, we hope uh, if we if you don't hear from us before Christmas, which we do have a show that comes out the Tuesday before Christmas, um, Jackie and I wish you a very happy holiday. And what do they need to do in the meantime, Jackie? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. See you in a couple of weeks. I don't want a lot for Christmas